Welcome back to Gaming with Gage, your podcast for role-playing games and the periphery. Thanks for being here. And thank you for the wonderful response to our most recent topic episodes. We'll be continuing this week with the topic that we previewed in our Discord. The whole cast is in there to chat with and answer any questions you guys might have. So join. It's also where we do all of our interviews and occasionally run online gaming sessions. I put together my current group from there. This week, I'm pleased to say, features my wife, Amanda Holmes. We chatted about Who's Agatha, our Savage Worlds actual play from Season 2, and how to get back into character. If you haven't listened to Who's Agatha, you can find all of those episodes in this feed, starting with Showcase Session 1. We didn't have a name back then. If you have listened to Who's Agatha, you'll be excited to hear that we are planning on coming back to the magical world of Boston later this year. Details soon. As always, we ask that you rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. And with all of that out of the way, let's jump into getting into character with Amanda Holmes. So back on the show, after an entire, what, has it been a year? I haven't actually gone back and looked. About a year. It's been about a year. Is Amanda Verano, nay Holmes. What does nay mean? I think that means that that's your maiden name. I think so. I don't actually know. I, I don't know. We're going to go with Amanda Holmes then. <laughs> Let's just use your My legal name. If your you're trying <laughs> to steal my identity is Amanda Beth Holmes. Yes, to go for that. Um, people may know you from Who's Agatha, playing the titular character of Agatha. I hope they don't know me as Agatha because I actually have a lot of regrets listening back <laughs> to how many episodes did we do? Two? Uh, six. No way. I think five, six, something like that. Oh, wow. Well, that was, I almost said postmortem. That's <laughs> postpartum. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> that was postpartum. So I don't remember much of that, but that was when Banyan was a baby baby because he was like laying on my lap on a pillow, I think. Like that's how tiny we yeah, was. He was it. in, in yeah. your lap during recordings yeah. and he would occasionally coo. Um, yeah. So we did that. You also did a couple topic episodes. Yes. And those were those were fun. And the Who's Agatha was fun as well. And I'm excited to get back into that. But also, I feel like I wish I could redo those. <laughs> I just I don't. It's hard when I'm the only player. First of all, there were no other players. So it's just me and you. And that's hard enough. Also, I'm not very experienced. <laughs> and I was just not in a good headspace. So I was very uh, intentionally difficult in a way that was not funny. Um, so I wasn't really well, progressing. You, you, you thought it was very funny at the time. <laughs> but I wasn't serving the story, and I wasn't really thinking of what would make for an exciting campaign. Um, I was just kind of, I don't know. I was very overtired and stressed. And If it makes you feel any better, people did say that one of their favorite things about listening to that was listening to you give me a hard time. Well, and that is fun to a certain extent, but I think it went a little too far. Um, again, it was what, like a month out of having a baby. So it was, it was, yeah, it was not my best time. Let's just say. So if you haven't listened to who's Agatha, don't, well, we're probably going to start bring, here. Yeah. Well, we're going to bring <laughs> who's Agatha back soon. Um, and we will probably do a comprehensive going over what has happened so far, like a recap. We will be updating Agatha to Savage Worlds Adventures Edition because that's, that's what we're exciting. Mm-hmm. Will you have the hard copy at that point? I will. From time of recording, I will have it in about a month and a half. 
So we'll see. So we depending on when we record, we might have the actual hard copy. Depending, yeah, which I know you you have been excited for. Yeah, I, I don't really like the PDFs of anything. No, it's not just RPGs. Like I like to have an actual book that I can look at and flip through. So I'm very excited about you getting it. We'll have two books, one that you can touch, one that you can't touch. Oh, that's right. There's the pretty one. Yeah, the collector's edition. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. I'm, yeah. if, I mean, everyone who listens knows how excited I am about Adventure Edition in general and the fulfillment finally. Because it's been almost a year since the Kickstarter started because that's how Kickstarter works. But uh, it's been exciting all the way. But we've already turned our home games into Adventure Editions. Uh, we yes. did Where's Agatha as Adventure's Edition. Though even then, it's like, it was while the changes were still happening because there ended up being like six plus versions. So Oh, that must have been really difficult for just in terms of recording because the oh, rules yeah. constantly change. So do you have to constantly update character sheets or is that was that not relevant? I, I wasn't keeping up with all of the, the all of the changes, so I don't know how it would affect actual play. Yeah, I think that I just went through with what we had. And so there may be rules that are incorrect in there. It's funny, like with the new edition, like I felt like I understood Deluxe, Savage Rules Deluxe, pretty well. But with Adventures Edition, being paying attention to all of the rule changes and then getting into like debates and, and questions online and now having written a product for it, uh, I feel like my understanding of Suede is... What's that? What's that, what's that product again? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that would be a, a Savage Guide to Dinosaurs. Oh, where, where could I get that? Yeah, drive through RPG. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, if okay. you type in... Uh, if you type in I think if you just type in savage dinos savage dinosaurs or if you type in like savage world's dinosaurs on google it's like the second thing that pops up that's very exciting i mean who doesn't love dinosaurs so <laughs> thank you thank you for pointing me in that direction all of the money for um a savage guide to dinosaurs goes to pay for my hobby expenses so that they don't come out of our money so amanda has a vested interest in people buying the book not just for that reason but yes also that reason <laughs> Well, and we'll see what, uh, I'm still working on the next product. Like there's more stuff that I have planned, but I feel like I knew Suede a lot better than I did Deluxe. So it'll be exciting to play uh, Who's Agatha with Suede, with a system that I feel really confident and comfortable in. And we'll, a lot of stuff about Agatha is probably not going to change. You might get some, you'll probably get some skill points back because there's A, more skill points in Suede. And you, so I think you had some stuff in like history and some other subject that'll all get wrapped into academics. So, I mean, we'll go over that in depth when we do that episode. Yeah. Because that's not this episode. What is this episode about? Why did you bring me on? Um, I brought you on to talk about getting into character. Is that what we're doing? That sounded like it had a question mark at the end. It did have a question. Well, we've been bouncing back a couple of topics, but I think you wanted to talk about getting into character. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's relevant because we're going to be <laughs> revisiting who's Agatha and I don't have a great memory to start with, but now we're calling back from what a year ago <laughs> at a very, uh, not super restful time when there was a lot going on. So I don't even remember a lot about those sessions. I know that you've played little bits back for me and I listen to it and I cringe, but that's just listening to myself. And the way I was playing and my kind of personality that was coming through. And so I was cringing at that. And I don't even think I was really paying attention to the story. So I really need to go back and listen, kind of filter out the horror 
of listening to myself and just kind of pay attention to the story and who the character was, try and figure out who the character is. Um, obviously, we can't change Agatha completely, but I would like to kind of make her a more compelling character and try and invest a little bit more time in creating this this person, this character. Yeah, so I mean, you kind of have a unique advantage jumping back into Agatha because I think we joked a lot at the time that she was just a you, so that helps make it a little easier. I think that was kind of, and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing a character that's like yourself, but I think for me, the reason behind it was, oh, this will be easy, and then <laughs> it'll justify my smart aleck comments and things like that. And so I, I was, it was a lazy attempt at portraying a character for me personally. So I am very excited about the challenge of kind of tweaking her a little bit and not as my goal is to not make her unlike me. My goal is to make her a (laughs) a fully faceted character that is compelling for the audience to listen to and follow along with. Without changing what you've already done. Without changing the essence of who she is and the facts. And so I really just need to sit down with a notebook and kind of jot down uh, all of the relevant bits of information about her. That is a time-consuming thing, though, especially now that you're telling me there's six episodes. I'm not sure when I'm going to do that. Maybe in lieu of sleep, perchance. That's a good. That's a good way to do it. Um, I was just going to say, and we're not going to talk so much about creating a character because we did that in season two, I think. Well, we did, did how we? to be a player. I did with Josh in season one, and then we did back at backgrounds was an episode in season two where I think you and I talked about fleshing out and making an interesting backstory. To build a character. You don't remember that either. I have no memory of that episode with you and I about fleshing out a character's mm-hmm. backstory. I have a little bit of a, of a recollection of the episode that you did with Josh. And from what I remember, it was more about playing a character. But there was how you play a character in a group setting. So it wasn't just about becoming a character. It was about the character in the context of the game and the group. Yeah. Was it not? Uh, I think so. I think you're not right. like the etiquette, like the how to. It just, it, I, from my remembering, it was a little bit more technical. Is not the right word. I, I can't think of the word to describe it. I haven't listened to that episode in a long time, and it's been almost. It was almost two years ago because January first will be two years for Gaming with Age. So exciting! I know it's it's pretty it's pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. So I think from what you're saying, because you've talked about those other aspects of character creation and playing fictional characters uh is that the right word for it fictional characters i mean that's fine okay. um, yeah. i don't know the right terminology <laughs> for rpg so i'm i'm a little out of my depth here just say it with like purpose and then if someone comes after you be like look that's very gigaxian of you but i'm on a different level okay Tr- trust me it'll work okay <laughs> or or you can say oh it sounds like you play a lot of pbta and then walk away can you write that down on a note card <laughs> for me to keep tucked into my back pocket? I'll just teach you all the all the lingo. If you were coming to Gen Con with me, I would definitely give you like a couple flashcards. <laughs> Which maybe I'm excited for when Vanyan's older and we can kind of go as a family. Very anyway, nice. so we're talking about specifically getting into character. And you had brought this up. And getting up. back into a character, and revisiting. Back into it, yes. Cuz is that common for people to take breaks in their games? Like you have a good game group, you're playing a particular campaign campaign thank you you're playing a particular campaign and then you take a break is that common for people to do that and then go back to that same campaign and start it up again so conventional wisdom is no uh 
It seems like a bad idea for many <laughs> reasons, but I'm not the expert here. Uh, conventional wisdom would probably say, I think if you were listening to most RPG podcasts or talking with your friends, they would probably tell you don't do that because you never capture it again and you never, it's never quite the same. Most of the time that's in relation to a glory campaign. Like that was this amazing campaign and it was so great and I love those characters and we should totally go back. And I am a firm believer in you chop that, you sever that. Well, you... we also aren't trying to relive the glory days yeah, of exactly. Agatha. They never existed to begin with. I, don't get me wrong, I'm excited about the game. <laughs> it's just, I don't think we lived the glory days of Who's Agatha. I think the glory days are still to come with Who's Agatha, personally, you as we get better and better. woman mission to make sure nobody goes back and listens to that backlog. Yeah, I'm probably coming down really hard on it. Um, you're coming down know. hard on yourself. I, under, I understand what you're I doing. I just was not super impressed. And you know me, I'm, I'm going to be honest with, and it, mm. it was no, it's not a reflection on you as a GM uh, no, or I'm you perfect. as a podcast. Yeah. No. no, I'm amazing. What it was more a reflection of was <laughs> just the limitations of having only one player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the time that we were recording, at the time that we were recording, it was not the best situation for us to come into it with like creative, fresh minds, yeah. excited to play. Um, it felt more like a responsibility, I think, for both of us at the time. So I am excited about pursuing this campaign with more um, more energy and more excitement than before. 100%. I agree. So getting into character, oh, and that was the second thing I was going to say, is as things have gone on, I personally have been hearing more and more about people doing this successfully or running games that have spanned uh, a decade where they they've grown up and they've same storyline yeah they've grown up and they've kind of moved on in life so they get together three times a year they get a cabin and they go and they play the same campaign they've been running for 10 years um so you've seen that it it's definitely becoming something talked about more as a possibility it's i think it has a lot to do with intention because i think a lot of times like we were talking about with glory gaming i think there's a lot of stuff that goes into why you think that the, that game was so good and it could have nothing to do with the game it could be you know oh man like you had just gotten this job and it was the first time you you know you bought your first car and you, you that was a, a summer of freedom and you also layer that on top of the game um we should do a whole episode just about getting back into uh campaigns and but, the mentality behind it yeah because i think it's i think it's easy to easy to mess up there's a lot of different ways that you can pursue kind of uh approaching rpgs from um like a psych major perspective where you're looking (laughs) at it what motivates people to play these kinds of games what draws them um what keeps them interested what motivates them and i don't know i i think that there's there's a lot of interesting different uh ways of looking into that absolutely so we are 15 minutes in to talking about getting into character and have we talked about getting into character yet? Not even a little bit. Oh, so okay. let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, so what were some of the things that you that came to your mind, whether they be answers or questions about this topic when you were getting ready to suggest it? The idea of getting into character, I don't know. It to me, it kind of overlaps with just the idea of creating a character, which I know we're not really talking <laughs> about. But to me, I kind of think about them simultaneously. It's about becoming a character i don't know if i'm going to be saying it the right way because again i'm i'm no expert and i don't have a ton of experience 
I do know that I have started asking these kinds of questions about creating a character, becoming a character, getting back into a character, but thinking that kind of way since we started watching Saving Throw Wild Cards. Yes. Because excellent show. They really become their characters and you forget that it's you forget that it's the person. You you just see the character. And so you get really, really invested in these storylines. And I mean, I as humans, we're storytellers. We've always been storytellers from the beginning of time. So we find ways of doing that. And so I love compelling stories and I love people that can tell them in a way that's that's really exciting and engaging. And so I I like the idea of immersing yourself in that and becoming that character for that time. Also being able to disengage. I'm not talking <laughs> about, you know, like an obsessive, like you're in that headspace and you, you know, you become that person, you can't break away. I'm just saying like in the moment when you're playing to enter into that fully without overthinking it or without being nervous or second guessing or, you know, I don't know. So I was just thinking about ways of doing that and how would I get back into the character of Agatha? And it's really, I feel like I have to discover who Agatha is because I don't think that I did a good job of that in the beginning. I don't know what like etiquette is for (laughs) players, but um, one of the things that I've noticed with players that I really enjoy watching them is that they have mannerisms and stuff that they take on as those characters. So there's different mannerisms and body language. And obviously that doesn't, when you're playing online or you're doing it for a <laughs> podcast that doesn't really show for the audience. So it's of no benefit to the audience, but I think it helps you become that person because you stop being Amanda and you, you become Agatha and Agatha, ha- Agatha is a totally different person. So Agatha dresses differently than you. Agatha might, might talk differently than me. Agatha might have mannerisms and body language that's different than, than I have. So those are some of the things that I started thinking about when you suggested revisiting who's Agatha. I started asking myself, well, who, who is she actually? <laughs> because I didn't really flesh that out beforehand. So I think obviously like going back and listening to old episodes, or I guess if you're playing and you want to get back into a character and it's not recorded, it really helps if you take notes. It really does. So obviously looking at your character sheet, but also if you take notes, it's great because then when you revisit that character, you open your notebook and you have a, a kind notes, of a sketched yeah. out idea of what was happening and, and it's all from your character's perspective. So I think that would be helpful too. I know I like doing that with the current campaign that we're playing because we play every two every other week. So being able to go back and open my notebook and go, okay, well, what was Ruth doing? What was Ruth thinking? What was happening in Ruth's life two weeks ago Yeah, is really nice. And that's very helpful for kind of getting back into a character is revisiting those notes. It's like reading your character's journal. Absolutely. Um, I know tips that I've had in the past. I think that from a mannerism standpoint, I've, I've said it before on the show, I think, I think with Sean, but if you know the way that your character touches their face, I think that's super helpful. And that might seem, it might be seem, seem like one of those things that's kind of stupid, but people touch their face in different ways. I, I have very weird ways I touch my face. I have been made fun of it in the past, but it's part of who I am. And I find sometimes with weirder characters that they touch their face differently than I do. Uh, as a GM, I tend to, I haven't been doing it that much lately because it's such a breakneck pace. Our current gaming pace is just so, it's you know two and a half three hours every other week and it's just a breakneck pace but i i do like a gm questionnaire and i generally ask 
things that don't have anything to do with the campaign but do have to do with the character things like who is your first love uh what's your relationship with your mother uh for etu what's your favorite song what you know what was your first yeah, dance? i really like those kind of things because you have to get into the mindset it's like you're being interviewed as your character you're being interviewed yeah and then there's different philosophies on answering those questions i know i don't hesitate other people really want to spend time and dig in they want to find the right answer for the character I'm less worried about the right answer for this hypothetical character and more worried with the character that I'm building by answering the questions. So I guess it's, it's, it's two different minds, which is one person just trying to reveal a character that they already kind of have in their head. And so they're like chipping away. And so when they get to these questions like, well, the character that I want is this person. So what was their first kiss? And how does that lead to that? And I'm the type of person where it's like, I get to that question. Well, what was their first kiss? Their first kiss was... Um, Lindsay McGathy and it was at right after he had fallen off the slide and skinned his knee and I just answer the question as quick as I can and then when I'm done with all the questions I look back and I go oh wow this is a very interesting person <laughs> that is now created but that's just everyone has different approaches different styles absolutely. as long as it's as long as you're getting into character and that helps you explore your character and be able to play that person better surely it doesn't really matter how you go about that I mean I'm sure there's some purists that would they would disagree but oh yeah no all all different ways like i'm i'm not a one true way gamer as you know uh that's how it works for me i think it's i couldn't do it the other way but i know people who do it the other way could would consider my way to be reckless and crazy <laughs> i just did character creation in l5r and that is intense it's like every step of the way but by the end of it, you really know who you're playing. Exactly. So in, in terms of, again, that gets more into building character, but in terms of like when you're actually sitting down to play, what are some things that you are planning on doing to get back into the, the Agatha mindset? Getting back into who's Agatha specifically involves me re-listening to the old episodes. I did not take notes at that time, so I don't have a notebook to go back to. Uh, so a lot of it is going to be listening and hope it, hopefully jotting down notes while I'm listening to those older episodes. And then just kind of thinking about who she is now and how I'm going to go forward with her as a character. I liked the, the idea of incorporating mannerisms and little quirks, like how, how does she move? How does her body move? I hear that actually a lot from actors when I listen to them talk about how they get into character it's really detailed. It's how does my character move their body? How does my character stand? Uh, how does my character handle uncomfortable uh, situations? Kind of like what you're talking about with like asking questions as the GM, almost interviewing those characters. And then I really liked the idea of creating a playlist, which I can't remember the actor, but someone said that they did that for getting into their, like when they were in hair and makeup, they would listen to this playlist that they think their character would have curated or that just kind of got them into the zone. So I really like the idea of thinking, well, what would be on Agatha's Spotify playlist? What would be like her top 20 most listened to songs? Because that kind of gets me into more of her headspace and thinking from her perspective that way when I'm actually playing. I mean, you think about it, when we're kids, we didn't have to put this much effort into it. We just played pretend. It came so easily. So a really interesting topic that is not for today, obviously, but a really interesting topic would be, you know, as adults or, you know, I know children also play RPGs, but I was introduced to this as an adult. And so as an adult, 
role playing felt very awkward to me at first and I was very self-conscious about it. And it feels almost like work to get into character, like what we're talking about now, revisiting a character and getting back into character. And there's a whole episode now that's going to be about getting back into character. But if you had a kid who had a play date with their friend and they were picking up the, their pretend play from last week and they were playing, you know, teacher and student or doctor and patient, they would just like pick up where they started. Yeah, that would be a horrible game. Like they don't even care about the rules and, that's, that's and story. That's true. So I guess maybe because it's a little more complicated. Everybody has a lightsaber. It's like, it yeah. makes no sense. No, I'm just kidding. So maybe because RPGs are a little bit more complicated and complex with storylines no, and there's a- rules. I just, it's so interesting that something that comes so easily to most kids when they're very young requires so much effort as we get older to to dive into a character whereas the four-year-old that I was talking to last Sunday had this whole storyline about how she was going to be a zookeeper and these are her animals and these are their names and this is the story behind them it's just on the spot oh I, th- I I completely agree I think one of the things that we learn I don't necessarily think we lose parts of it I think we pick up other baggage and one of them is interacting with others because when you're a kid, I think everyone comes with their own story, their own thing to play pretend. And it's like, I'm going to be a zookeeper. It's like, I'm going to be Luke Skywalker. And it's like, cool, let's go do it. And now, and then when you're older, you, 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 you're, not only are you afraid of your idea being rejected as stupid or you being shown to be a, a bad or a phony, but also you do care about wait, why is there a zookeeper with Luke Skywalker? And then there's other people out there. There's other people out there who I, you know, are next level gamers, probably beyond what I'm doing, which would say, what are you talking about? Like, that's exactly what we're going to play. Why is there? Okay. So we have a Jedi and he's on a far off land and he's been paired up with a wild zoologist and they're going to hunt down, you know, this giant beast. And they're like, no, that's perfect. Let's just keep going. And those people are, they're, they're just better at it than I am because I would just say, no, there's no Luke Skywalker in this game. But yeah, it, it is something that we lose and we have to jump back in. I think helpful tips are helpful, surprisingly. <laughs> surprising absolutely <laughs> nobody. Uh, I think questions are, I think, I think questions are probably the best way that I have found is asking myself questions. The things like that actors use that are really helpful, which like you were talking about the playlist. I know a lot of people have um, entrance phrases I know that happens a lot with accent work, but I think you can kind of do it with anything, which is like some, just something that's very your character. Like if you're playing a no-nonsense gunslinger, maybe he just has a line that he says, which is like, you really don't want to do this. And you just hold that line, and every time you're going to go play him, you say that line every time, because that's how you know you're getting right into that mindset of this character. When you're asking yourself questions, ask yourself good questions. Mm-hmm. Don't ask yourself whatever questions. Like Ask yourself questions from before you were an adventurer. Ask yourself questions about the last session that you played. Ask yourself questions about what you want going forward. And where those things conflict is where you're going to get your best stories. You know, if you were raised by a family that believes one thing, but you want to do another thing, there's conflict, there's story. If you were raised by a family that wants this and you also want this, but you feel an obligation to do something else, conflict, story. That's kind of getting into more uh, bigger overarching campaign stuff. But in terms of character, answering those questions is where you will find that stuff. And also, most importantly, (laughs) uh, don't forget that being in character is not an excuse to be a jerk. And I think that that needs to be said a thousand more times. Yeah. That becoming a different character doesn't give you license to act 
however you yourself would like to act and you just want a validating excuse that's that's not kind yeah. because you're playing a game with a group of people and you will find that there are people i'm who not though you're, as you're, Agatha, not. you're playing I'm by, actively playing by myself you are um but for a lot of people what you find is that there's some tables that want that and some tables that don't and some tables will love the fact that you're a thief stops helping the party fight to go steal stuff and they'll be like oh that's so funny it's just what they would do what a little rascal and then there's some people who are like dude not cool but that's really about being it's really about being considerate though but i think that kind of bleeds over into the subject of etiquette which have you covered that in a topic yet no you 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 suggested that as a topic during who's agatha you said you should do a player etiquette one and you can just point to me as what not to do. Well, because you have very graciously kind of called me out on different things. when I, Especially when I was playing kind of in the beginning, I didn't understand what it meant to be considerate of other players. And I think I also had trouble. I think if you're having trouble in-game being considerate and gracious and supportive, that's probably how you're acting outside of game. And so obviously it's something that needs to get dealt with in real life first. And mm -hmm. then that, that gracious supporting personality will bleed through no matter what character you're playing. But it really is about like, yes, you stay true to your character, but you don't act like a jerk and sabotage the storyline. Yeah. You don't need to do any of that. Right. Um, but that's more player etiquette, which I would love, not <laughs> with me necessarily, but I would love for you to get someone on the show and have a really great, helpful discussion about how you can be the best player you can possibly be by discussing etiquette and being intentional and being thoughtful and considerate and supportive of each other at the table. That's something you, know, you talked about, you kind of touched on the issue of improv uh, a few minutes ago when you were talking about when someone says, I'm a dinosaur or I'm a zookeeper, you know, as a kid, all the kids just automatically accept that. Whereas when you're an adult playing with a group, sometimes you're afraid that that will be rejected. One of the things that I have loved about, I, I might as well be their PR person. <laughs> One of the things that I have loved about uh, wild cards is they, they are just masters of improv. Like they just go with it. Someone will go with something wackadoodle and then you see the players and the GM just kind of support them and jump into that. And it's so natural and so fluid that you don't necessarily even pick up on it. But it's not scripted. They're just going with it and supporting each other. And so I really like, I think you can be really creative and I think you can create really compelling characters and you can dive back into characters after being away from a campaign for a really long time if you have a supportive GM and if you have supportive players with you at the table because you, you don't have to worry about looking foolish or making mistakes because you're all there to have a good time and tell a really great story. I agree. And that's a good note to go out on. I'm not sure if we helped anyone who was looking at getting into character, <laughs> but we definitely talked about it a lot. And that's kind of how this yeah. household kind of operates. So yeah. you guys get a little peek behind the curtain. We talk a lot about things. <laughs> a lot. So thank you, Amanda, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me back. And we'll have you on soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gaming with Gage. If you have ideas for upcoming guests, want to chat with the cast, or a chance to play in some of our games, you can find our Discord link in the show notes. You can also find the show at facebook.com slash gamingwithgage, and on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at GamingWGage. Your support makes this show a reality week after week. One of the best ways to help out is to leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We read all of them, and sometimes we even read them on the air. We look forward to hearing from each and every one of you, but until then, we'll see you next week.